the Sunshine Patriot in a Crisis shrinks from the service of their country. Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Now you will receive us! We do not ask for your poor or your hungry. We do not want your tired and sick. It is your corrupt we claim. It is your evil that will be sought by us. With every breath, we shall hunt them down. Each day, we will spill their blood till it rains down from the skies. Do not kill. Do not rape. Do not steal. These are principles which every man of every faith can embrace. These are not polite suggestions. These are codes of behavior. And those of you that ignore them will pay the dearest cost. There are varying degrees of evil. We urge you lesser forms of filth, not to push the bounds and cross over into true corruption, into our domain. But if you do, one day you will look behind you and you will see we three. And on that day, you will reap it. And we will send you to whatever God you Hello, welcome to another episode of Winter's Call Podcast. I'm Odin. Err. That's Tear. And uh, we're gonna start. We have a lot of fucked up news, but we're gonna start with the most fucked up because it's it's not funny, but it's absolutely enraging. And once I showed Tear the videos, I knew that we could not go on to any other topic until afterwards. And uh, I will be purging my phone after this episode once we get the videos played. So I'm just going to start it off with the videos because I don't know how else to put this. There is a professor. From no! He is not a professor. He is you know what he is? a professor. No, no, no. No, no. Don't give him a tight... Mm, that. <laughs> that is a dead man. All right. So soon to be expired person. Because I'm sure once news of this gets out, more well-read. The problem is, is that he's attracting those who support him. He may have started out from simply a historical, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying that maybe it started as something different. But he has definitely crossed a line, and now he is attracting other people and you'll see we have a series of three videos and we're going to stop in between each one the first one is where he's talking about the age of consent at age 12 so here we go imagine that an adult male uh, wants to have sex with a, a 12 year old girl imagine that she's a willing participant a, a very standard very widely held view that there's something deeply wrong about this and it's wrong independent of it being criminalized it's not obvious to me that it is in fact wrong. I think this is a mistake. And I think that exploring why it's a mistake will tell us not only things about adult child sex and statutory rape, but also about fundamental principles of morality. So he wants to talk about the fundamental issues with morality. Yeah, he's got to none. Justify, while trying to justify wanting to have sex with a 12-year-old. 
problems with morality. What? That morality gets in the way. It's that pesky little thing that tells you what you should and should not fucking do. Well, he, if he's looking at it from an archaeological standpoint, when the life expectancy of people were like 30, right? Where once a woman had, or once a child, uh, a female had her monthly, she was classified as being old enough to have sex, right? That was a different culture. And just like we tell people that you cannot judge historical characters based with the lens of today because shit happens that way, right? Uh, That we have progressed as a society, for better or for worse, right? That we have progressed as a society where the age limit of a child is... You know, age of consent in most states in the United States is 16. He's talking about a 12-year-old. I'm going to save my statement till the next video because I believe the next video is where he talks about the uh, willingness to participate. Yes, okay. So the next video is uh, where he sits here and goes from 8 to a one-year-old because of one culture that he hasn't even verified, but he likes the idea so much that he has decided that this will be the line with which he draws his blood run. I'm willing to challenge that. One is, even if you are looking for a threshold, let's say there's a threshold, I'm making this number up, but let's say it's at age eight. Um, Still, that tells you that some adult child sex is permissible. Second, the notion that it's wrong even with a one-year-old is, is not quite obvious to me. There are reports in some cultures of grandmothers filleting their, uh, the baby boys to calm them down when, when a colicky. Now, I don't know if this is true, but this, this is sort of widely reported as occurring in, in, in at least one culture. And it, it working, that the grandmothers believe, believe this actually works. If this were to be true, and again, I don't know it to be true. If it were to be true, it's hard to see what would be wrong with it. So, yeah, I, I guess I think, no, I, I don't think there's a blanket period beyond which this is permissible. If we're interested in willing participation, which is the way I structured it, then, yeah, there's a, there's a point below which people aren't willing participants in anything because they don't have intentions or they don't have the sort of mental states that allow for willing participation. But, no, I, I, don't, I don't think it's blanket wrong at any age. He said the words that came out of his mouth. He said that I don't think there's a blanket age in which we can say that it is wrong. He sits here and justifies a mythological society where grandmothers give blowjobs to the baby boys when they have colic. Right? That they sit here and he doesn't know if it's true. He heard the story. And that's what he's basing it off of. In other so, words, he looked very deeply in many other cultures to justify his belief. We went from 16 to 12 to 8 to 1. What we have is a morally and morally ambiguous, absolutely debauched pervert. That's what he is. And he's trying to normalize 
Because even in the cultures that he's talking about, it's like, it's not wrong to have sex with a one-year-old. It's like, no, even then, they killed people for doing so. So I'm sitting here trying to understand, like, okay, you say you see nothing morally wrong with it. Is this because you're attracted to children, or is this because you honestly see nothing wrong with it? So let's not be disingenuous here. The dude, especially when we see the video that follows this, the dude is very proud of his deviant behavior. He thinks it's awesome. What it is is he is wanting, <laughs> wanting to normalize. And you know what? It's people like this that have no moral <laughs> no moral qualms about aborting a baby. Right? Nope. It's the same thing. So let me ask you this. Let's paint this. Uh, I I'm going to do a counterpoint. Okay? I see nothing morally wrong with torturing, maiming, and terminating a pedophile. Since I see that there is nothing morally wrong with removing human trash, shouldn't I be able to do so? If we follow his logic, right, shouldn't I be able to do so because I see nothing morally wrong with it? Right. It's this level of, this is, this is what are teaching children today, not children, but, you know, young adults. This is what your college is. Like, no wonder we've got a whole society of fucked up people that have no problem doing things that just 20, 30 years ago would be like, what the fuck? It makes me angry, but it hurts my soul because he's gathering people and there's more than you think. Hold on. So not only, not only is this dude a fine, upstanding member of the pedophile community, right? Uh, the views Kirsner... Uh, Kirshner is expressing in the video aligns with previous published work he's done on the subject, where he says, be skeptical about common knowledge of adult child sex, and argues that a significant number of boys and girl participants in adult child sex have positive or neutral responses towards it. Kirshner goes on to suggest that some children are willing participants and would not be harmed by it. Welcome to the brain of a rapist. See, what's interesting to me is we, we know that, that people, that, that humans, don't really start developing until, you know, it's, you're still in their formative years, and then you get them into the teenage years. And he's talking about children that are easily manipulated. For God's sakes, they were eating fucking Tide Pods! Well, let's put it this way. He's been wrong in the head for a while. In 2003, a paper for the Journal of Social Philosophy Kirshner argues that slavery is not a rights violation. Since the right not to be enslaved and the right not to give out a benefit are waivable, and the conjunction of their voluntary waiver is not itself a rights violation. So, he is a... <clears throat> Balder, I apologize. Balder, I really do. Who fucking raised this one? Hold on. So I have a clip. I'm going to give you some background on the on the third clip, right? In December of 2020, Kirshner appeared on the Libertarian podcast, wherein he discussed his views that many adult child sexual relationships should be defended. The podcast, which I'm not even going to give you the name, is hosted by a Mr. Russell, an anti-Marxist, Former professor of history and philosophy, once taught as an adjunct at William Et University, 
Russell, like Kirshner, has argued that slavery wasn't a uniformly negative experience for Africans and that slaves were well cared for and may have actually enjoyed their enslavement. Russell's view on pedophilia have also been documented by pro-child safeguarding watchdogs who documented at least one occasion where Russell was arguing that there may be instances in which a 13-year-old girl could acceptably consent to prostitution. So, I'm going to read you the tweet because I just don't have it in me to sit here and go record it any more of this crap. So, the tweet was, honest question. A 13-year-old girl needs help with her math homework. Her 40-year-old teacher, who she finds herself attracted to, agrees to tutor her in exchange for consensual sex. In your view, is this ethical? He says, child prostitution at 13 might be okay depending on the feelings of the child. That is how he responded. Mother, I crave violence. During the podcast with Russell, Kirshner, we're going back to Kirshner. Just as sex with prepubescent children couldn't readily be evidence to be harmful and that he would be undecided on how to classify adults having sexual interactions with prepubescent children under a libertarian legal system. Now, the clip I'm going to play so that we can be done with this topic or we can just threaten them, whatever. Because uh, <laughs> at this point, I need a fucking palate cleanser. So I'm going to sit here and play this one and then we can do something. <laughs> <laughs> I was still the adult child sex. That's always a big seller. Oh yeah. Well, that I, I had um I had good friends who said, "Are you crazy? Do not write that book." Man, listen, you're talking to a guy who for 25 years has been making arguments, more or less, in defense of adult child sex in classrooms. Uh, and I don't know if the, I don't know if it's the same argument as yours, but I even authored a piece in the Daily Beast in which I called into question the age of consent laws. Uh, which is, you know, and I, I brought to bear the arguments I was making in class. And I, let's, I'm going to see how they, whether they jibe. This, they know what they're doing is wrong. That professor that was in charge of that podcast, he's been a teacher for 25 years trying to espouse this belief. When I warned people about the NAMBLA organization, mm-hmm. people laughed. Oh, it will never go that far. Oh, it's just part of the LGBTQ. All right, Alphabet Mafia. Defend that. I'll wait. Defend it. Most of the Alphabet Mafia won't because they're against it too. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. Is that, but okay. Here, this is, this is one of your favorite terms. It's called accountability, right? Oh, shit. All right, here we go. If a crazy fucked up dude sits here and goes and kills an abortion doctor, right? Or blows up an abortion clinic. Every Christian, every conservative, every pro-lifer around the world will point at that guy and go, that's fucking wrong. And they will admonish him, at least in public. I know in private, some people are fucking shitty human beings and they're like, eh, I don't fucking care. Right. But in, in, in public, we'll sit here and be like, that was wrong. We don't do that. Right. There are 
steps that can be taken before we get to the we're that's just a, gonna blow up an innocent group of Right, I was say it's a bit that's a bit dramatic and drastic. For <laughs> how to say it, it's like boy that escalated quickly, things really got out of hand. Right. But there are other things on you the can left, do. but on the left, somebody burns down a building, shoots somebody, rapes somebody. Oh well that they're oppressed. That criminal was oppressed. But you can still get people to hold them accountable if it was heinous enough. So I'm going to give you two examples of accountability and explain why I'm looking for people to totally destroy this dude's career. Ready? Okay. John Locke. Greg Locke. Greg Locke, not John Locke. John Locke was a great writer. Greg Locke is a fucking shithead human being who just happens to be a pastor. He's the one who just recently came out and said that people who are autistic could possibly be demon-possessed. And I know that Reaper, by the way, go listen to his podcast. Uh, This specific episode, I don't remember what it's called, but it's... uh, Parental break with J and K. Go look it up. He goes into more detail than I personally care about. Uh, not that it's just that there is so much bullshit right now that I would just rather ignore the son of a bitch because he knows he's losing power and influence within his own con- uh, Christian sect because he's a horrible human being. And he made comments that are indefensible. Now, when he said that, a lot of people stood up and go, you're fucking wrong. You need to you need to apologize. You need to see or make it fucking right. Right? That's an easy one. Here's a harder one. Greg Locke yesterday goes out. Now, Carhartt was the big, we're all gonna burn all our Carhartt shit because people fucking told us to. Right? I I don't buy it, but We've covered that before, right? He goes out and he burns witchcraft stuff. Right? He burns Harry Potter books, burning uh, New Age books. He's burning uh, T-shirts and posters and board games and stuff that he and his congregation believe are evil. There is a difference between that and the Carhartt incident. In Carhartt, People are telling you to burn your shit because of policies that they made, right? With Greg Locke, he is burning the witchy shit because he has his congregation believe that the devil exists. There is a difference because it is his own; it is their own shit. So is there? So is the Carhartt stuff they had. This is one I knew we were going to talk about, and I don't mean to be. It's be one of the few times we actually disagree. But there is no difference in between burning Harry Potter books and burning a Carhartt. And the reason I say that is because take out the take out his whole congregation part of it. You burn any book. The mentality is still there. The people that are willing to burn books are just as willing to burn people. I, I disagree when it's their own stuff. And I can prove to you. Well, Carhartt, Carhartt, the most of these people, it was their own Carhartt when they burned it. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. What I meant was they're burning it because they believe it's evil versus they're doing it in so their most. Stance. So there were a lot of people that burned their Carhartt because they think Carhartt's evil. All right. Let me compare apples to apples. 
In the 1960s and 70s, the Jesus movement, charismatic movement hit. People were burning and destroying their bras, their uh, um, Beatle records, you know, because the the Jesus hippie movement came out and it was the devil and they wanted to get rid of outside worldly influence. None of those people then decided to go burn an entire nation. And I don't think that Carhartt would lead that to either. Do you know why I say they're the same? I know that you think that they're diametrically opposed, but uh, I, I do think not think the they're diametrically opposed. I just, I don't think that you should burn a book either, but if it's my book, I can burn it if I fucking want to. Yeah, but I believe that both show a equal amount of fanaticism. Okay, now that I will agree with you. Which is why I think that at their base root, both are the same. They may be different on the surface, it may be have a different optic, but they're both a fanatical zealotry that is led on by other people. Well, Most Carhartt people... was a, you need to burn, you need to burn your Carhartt stuff to make a stand with us. Yeah, the, the Harry Potter thing is not saying that. It is, we want to get rid of the devil, you know, in the books or right. the witchcraft. Wanna... Well, let's take a step back. Okay, let's just take a step back, okay? Okay. And... We're going to take religion out of it. Let's look at it just both both things and realize that the pastor is claiming that anyone who is, if you've listened to his sermons leading up to this, which I regrettably have because I wanted to get a better so have insight. I. I actually listen to his podcast every day. When you, when you listen to it and you realize that he has made comments to the effect of a good Christian would do this willingly, he's no different. He's a boycott of a book. They're a boycott of Carhartt. There's really no difference. They and, both owned it. And and I I want to make a statement that a lot of people are not going to understand. I'm not opposed to canceling. And I'm not opposed to canceling things. If their behavior is so reprehensible, for example, this professor that we just talked about, that dude needs to be fucking canceled. The podcast that he went on, Needs to be fucking canceled. But I get so sick and tired of people who sit here and go, "What the left and people on the right, if I tell them that that dude's behavior is fucked up and he needs to be canceled, bro, we don't worry about cancel culture. No, fuck that. I'm tired well, of fucking seeding shit. I'm tired of fucking seeding shit because we're supposed to be better than them. Guess what? I'm not fucking better than them. I'm a petty bitch. All right. Hey, that's I know. Line. I know it was your line. I just, I, <laughs> I got to use it. I don't get to use it very often. Well, look, it's not like, okay, I, I get where you're coming from. And I also have no problem. And I don't like calling it cancel culture. Cause it's not, it's, it's the consequences for your shitty behavior. Something that is so reprehensible. You know, like I know we disagree about Whoopi Goldberg being canceled. Uh, let's but talk about here. that next. Yeah. Now, uh, we, we both disagree on that a little bit. But, you know, in the same point, people like Whoopi Goldberg are no different than people like this professor, no different than people like this preacher. Well, look, They're I, using a fanatical zealotry to, to get people. And she's canceled how many people? I, at this point, I wouldn't even call it cancel culture. I'd call it karma. Right. But there are people like this, this professor that need to be stopped because of what they're doing. On the same note, though, I hate to say this. There are people like... 
Pastor Lockett need to be stopped. There are oh, people like Adam I Calhoun that I, need to be stopped. I agree with you that there are people that need to be stopped. If their behavior is so negative and so reprehensible, and I know we live in a world where everybody wants to go, well, that's their truth. That's your truth. Fuck that. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And I don't give a fuck. And I'm not going to mix them anymore. Right? I understand that the world runs in fucking shade of gray, but so does the devil. All right? He doesn't have to sit here and get you to say, you need to stand on a mountaintop and scream that God is dead in a fucking, you know. It's much more subtle than that. And he doesn't have to get you. It, uh. All right, let's talk fucking whoopee. Because <laughs> she's a perfect example. So Karen, because that is her real name, right? Really? Whoopi's a Karen? Yes. Whoopi is Oh, that fucking figures. And her last name is made up. You know that several years ago she claimed to be Jewish, and that's why she took the name of Goldberg. That's not actually her last name. And I can't remember what it is. But I know that her first name was Karen, and the rest of the article was just hilarious after that. Because now I could just replace Whoopi with Karen, and it's so much funnier. So anyhow... She gets canceled because she decides that she's going to go on national television with her four fucking viewers that are under the age of fucking 89, right? And she wants to claim that they should have banned the book that they did because the Holocaust wasn't actually about race. That... She and we should stay out of it because it's just white people killing white people. Oh, so... uh... It is man's inhumanity to man. Hold on. She goes from there after the outrage hits and goes to the late show and instead of apologizing and clarifying her stance, she doubles down on her fucking response. Even though the definition was it was a non-European race. Okay. You know what? Let me take us to its next When Hitler himself said it was about race, you don't get the... And and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I do not believe that Roseanne Barr should have been canceled. I do not believe that Whoopi Goldberg should be canceled. If you want to suspend her, that's fine. But odds are she probably just wanted a fucking two-week vacation. And that's why it took there. And now she just threatens to be offended. Right? But let's be honest. It is the antithesis of black privilege in America. The fact that Roseanne Barr made a statement. And she lost her career. And Whoopi Goldberg makes a similar statement. And she gets a two-week suspension. And that's only because people were fucking pissed off at her, Karen. Well, let me ask you this. Saying that the Holocaust was not about race and that we shouldn't be involved, it shouldn't matter. It's just man's inhumanity to man. Then considering that most of the slaves that were sold in the African slave trade were not uh, captured by white people. They were captured in tribal warfare and then sold. Wouldn't that just be man's inhumanity to man and somebody capitalizing on it? Oh, you want to see me piss people off? Ready? Okay, let's go. Here, here. I'm, I'm going to do it. Ready? <gasps> Slavery is not invented by white people. Nope. As a matter of fact, white people are the reason slavery stopped in the United States. 
Let that sink in. That's too much truth. Oh, slavery too much existed. Truth. Slavery existed way before America did. As a matter of fact, blacks weren't even the predominant slave trade. Let's be honest. During the same <clears throat> period of the Atlantic slave trade, the 400 years of chattel slave trade that occurred from African slaves, right? The Irish were slaves 200 years longer. And as a matter of fact, blacks were thought of as more valuable than the Irish. So much so that they would work a white Irishman to death before they would a black slave, and then they would take that black slave and have him mate with uh, a female white Irish woman. The thing... The thing that gets me about it is everybody wants to talk about slavery and they always talk about, you know, African-American slavery, black slavery. All right. It's interesting to me that when you when you go back through history, you realize that the, the Gauls, the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, the Chinese, every culture on this planet, every race on this planet has either been a slave, owned slaves, or both, even in the same generation. Mm-hmm. Because slavery was more often a spoil of war. Correct. And, and there were different to me is types that, of slavery. Yeah, there's different types of slavery. There was a lot of them. A lot of people don't realize this, but uh, Vikings would actually have a slave work for a period of time, and then they would release them. Yeah, it's called indentured servitude. The Jews would do it. The Germans did it. Romans did it. But there were some, like if you were conquered, that you were a slave for life. Yeah. Like, I don't understand people's hyperfixation on one particular type of slavery to the detriment of all others. Yeah. It's like, okay, I get it. Y'all were slaves. But if you really want to take history into account, then there are people that have been slaves a lot longer and a lot more. And everybody goes, oh, yo, white people are oppressive. Yeah, but white people are also the ones that fought, died, and bled. To stop it in our country, from the time that we set up our own nation, and again, stop looking at it through the lens of fucking the 21st century. Please, it was, stop. It was, less than, it was less than 30 years. Less than 30 years from the inception of this nation, less than 30 years later, they had already had the first state that outlawed slavery. Yeah. Less than 30 years. They stopped the importation of slaves less than 30 years. So all of the slaves that were in the United States were still slaves because that was the compromise that they came up with. And what I don't understand is... New no ones. What I don't get is is how many people they want to talk about. It's like, oh, it was always a white man owning the black man. I'm sitting here going, do you know how many, the, the first slave owner in the United States was a black man? Not to mention the fact that of the 12 million slaves that were estimated to exist in that 400-year time period, only 300,000 of them came to the United States. The rest of them went down to South America and Europe and other places in Africa. Remember well, that's the other thing. Remember that, gets, that Kunta Kinte cloth that Congress was wearing 
That was actually the slaver nation that they were wearing around their necks. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. I thought it was ironic. Especially when I hear all these people talking about how big and bad and it's the evil white man. I'm sitting here going, you know, the saddest part about this is, is the vast majority of them were sold by their own people. True. And still are, by the way. Yeah. In the United still. States, the number of slaves. Now, let's take out the select slaves because we don't know how many are in the United States. Right. For the most part, slavery doesn't exist in the United States. Right. That being okay. said, there are 42 million slaves still in the world today. 42 million. Four times that of the 400 years of the slave trade. And yet nobody says that. Everybody still wants their fucking iPhone made by slaves. Everybody still wants their Nike fucking shoes made by slaves. Everybody still wants their fucking electronics made by slaves. Your food is processed by slaves. Let that fucking sink in. The sad part is, is that everybody who wants to claim the moral fucking high ground, if you gave them a choice of living a true slave-free life where no slaves were harmed, none of them existed for their, but they have to go back to, to technology, most people in the world today would say, fuck those slaves. Pretty much. Let's be honest. You like your fucking electricity. You like your fucking running water. You like your necessity. If you looked, and there are places on the internet that you can go to, that you can punch in all of the appliances and the types of clothes and all of that stuff, and it will tell you how many slaves were used to make the shit you have in your house. Mm. It is an eye-opening experiment. To see how willingly blind people are. Now, I know how many slaves it is, right? I grow as much of my own as I can. I don't buy new clothes. You know, I'll repair what I have, right? Or I get them from places that are, you know, that that claim to be you know that's that's my only good altruistic act is that when I shop for goods, I use stuff that has a pledge. They've taken a pledge that they don't use human slave labor, right? But let's be honest, the majority of Americans aren't going to do that. The majority no. of Americans, the majority of people in the world, are like, ah, eh, fuck it. I like my world. I'm comfortable. As long as it doesn't fucking affect you. And that is the problem with society right now. Everybody wants to take a fucking stand, but they don't want to sit here and take a stand that makes them uncomfortable. Well, of course not. They don't want to be uncomfortable. See, that's, that's an interesting thing. The, both topics that we have talked about tonight make people uncomfortable. They want to ignore it because it makes them uncomfortable. But running away from a problem like that doesn't solve anything. In fact, running away from it is what has allowed it to fester and grow in the darkness. Well, yeah. I mean, they have said for they have said for decades and decades and decades that if you want to get rid of racism in America, stop talking. Morgan stop, Freeman said it. Stop making it. Other people have said it too. But stop making it. 
Stop making an immutable characteristic. Do you realize that before before the 1800 or 18th century, people didn't really look at race? No, it was about your status, not your wealth. Yeah, it was a social class. It wasn't a race thing. And at some point, we decided that it needed to be, especially now, right? Where we have people that are so hyper fixated on things that are immutable characteristics male, female, black, white, right? Those things that you cannot change, those things that are part of your DNA, right? A white person and a black person share the exact same DNA. There is a 0.006% difference from DNA of one of them to uh, people of different races. And it is the amount of melanin within your... Let that sink in. Oh, let me point something out. How many times have we heard the statements like, just because I was born black doesn't make me a criminal. Quit saying that because I was born a certain way, I'm going to be criminal or I'm going to be a thug. Okay, flip side of that. Just because I was born white doesn't mean that I oppressed you. It doesn't mean that I owned you. doesn't mean that I'm a racist. Nobody alive today owned slaves during that time period. Nobody. And nobody alive today suffered underneath the chattel slave system that existed prior to the well, Civil War. Talk about the fucking duplicity. I, it fucking pisses me off. Every time I hear about this reparations thing, I'm like, okay, you know what? If you're going to do reparations, then make it make it fair. And they, they got mad at me. Like, what do you mean make it fair? I was like, okay, then everybody whose family in Africa sold slaves should also have to pay. What about the, the black slave owners in America? All right. Well, when, when they sit here and they say reparations, my question is how far back do we go? Right. Because if the farther you go back, the more people that can get reparations, right? Or does it, or, or. Why don't you just be honest and say what you want? You hate white people and you want to see them suffer under a certain belief that the media and your history books have told you that all black people or all white people are white devils and that you had wings and flew around a fucking pyramid until the white man came and cut them fucking off. Those are your beliefs that you sit here and you hate a white person so much that you would rather just admit it for what it is. You want to fucking rape them and rob them because you hate them. Be fucking honest with it. I would have a fucking lot more respect from you. It like the I believe that the words that come out of the black Israelite movement, right? The black supremacy movement is horrendous. But at least I fucking know where I stand with them. According to them, I'm going to burn in hell and I'm going to lose all of my belongings and my women will belong to them. Good. I know that I can never work with you. Done. But you, now I get people who sit here and stand on the left ideologically and some on the right, though they don't want to admit it. That will sit here and say, oh, we stand with you. Oh, unity, all this stuff. And then we get, we get polls that interview thousands of people and most of them want to see unvaccinated thrown in camps. Most of them are happy 
that white people are on the decline. Most people Sahiran, are openly anti-white. Why? And especially white Christian male. Why? Because it's fucking easy and there's no repercussion. As a matter of fact, you have society so fucking hoodwinked that you have changed the definition of fucking slavery so that it only pertains to white people. Fuck off. That in itself is a definition of racism. Yeah, I can't say anything. Okay. Well, I, I have well, one more article for you. I oh, have no. several, but I have one that's going to piss you off. Ready? No, let's go. Right. I've had my free workout. Let's rock and roll! Right. I have an audio clip. Well, I don't have an audio clip, I, I but I have the story, right? The assistant principal of a certain county that you know and you love. Oh, no, not again. Yes, of Aladdin County uh, Elementary School, who informed parents that children who come back to school maskless will be charged with trespassing. In Virginia, trespassing is a class one felony that holds a 12-month jail sentence and a $2,500 fine. So apparently, it is more illegal in the state of Virginia to sit here and go to school without a mask than fuck little girls in a bathroom three times. I... Sorry, I was a little hot on that one. My brain just broke. God! Bless it all! Okay, hold on a minute. You're telling me that it is worse for the for an elementary kid to show up without a fucking mask than it is for that transy boy to rape three girls. Yes. It's in fucking county. You know what? Why don't we just get rid of the education system in Loudoun County? Fuck, let's trade them for South Carolinas because apparently, as I've been informed repeatedly over the past 24 hours, that South Carolina is 48th and when it comes to literacy. But at least they're not letting fucking trans boys rape girls in the bathroom and charging elementary students with a fucking felony. I may not be the smartest man, but I know when something's fucked up. You know why that drives me crazy? John Hopkins just sent out a report. They did a meta report. So do you remember how all throughout the pandemic, everybody has said, well, you know, unless you're doing your own study, you don't get to fucking talk. Mm -hmm. right? the, the left said that a lot. Right. So mm -hmm. John Hopkins looked at over a thousand studies and came with 34 of them that meet their criteria of being legitimate. Right. They did a meta study. And they found out two pieces of information that makes me want to go visit that principal. Okay. The first one. Lockdowns stopped COVID deaths by 0.2%. Right? And John Hopkins says that it has caused countless extra deaths, and damage to the economy. 
By the way, 2.2% is 1,800 people. We destroyed our economy for 1,800 people. The excess deaths that happened because of drug overdoses and suicides was 124,000. So all of you people who said, as long as we could save just one, fuck off. The second piece of information was that they did a study on the effectiveness of masks. 0.1%. It prevented the deaths of 900 people. That we sit here and want to charge elementary kids students or elementary age students with a fucking felony for 900. And they're not even the fucking age category that is susceptible to fucking COVID. They are more likely to suffer uh, negative reactions from fucking the vaccine than they are from COVID itself. I've got a set of factors for you. Okay. Got a set of figures. People who got the vaccine were 22 times less likely. <laughs> 22 times less likely to be hospitalized. Right? Okay. Good number, right? Good number, right? Sure. Those that had contracted COVID and recovered and did not get a vaccine were 55 times less likely to be hospitalized. Yes. Think about that. Natural immunity, <laughs> herd immunity, kicks the dog shit out of the vaccine. We have literally saved 1,800 lives at the cost of over 120,000 more. We have destroyed and crippled our economy. We have destroyed small and medium-sized businesses. We have stressed the people to a, a breaking point. We have demoralized and given if we have done such a horrendous amount of psychological damage to children. Well, not only that, look at what we've done to our armed forces. Do I need to go read the numbers? No, I, I don't need my blood pressure to skyrocket any further. In case we are realize. killing our own people for the sake of a disease with a vaccine. And I know that Spotify who owns Anchor, is going to fucking put a COVID-19 warning on our podcast now. But let me, let me tell you something. Israel is the perfect example of what the fuck syndrome ever. Israel is the most vaccinated in most cases four doses of this fucking vaccine. They are also seeing the highest per capita hospitalization, and ICU entrances. Thousands of percents over their 2020 numbers when the virus was running rampant and there was no fucking vaccine. Explain to me how you justify that in your head. Go, go, government juice means I comply. Vroom! All right. It's never been about the illness. It's never been about the disease. It's always, it's always been, been, about, been control. about control. They want you to get the pass. They want to track you because the moment that they can track every, every, that is why they want to do the digital dollar. That is why they want to sit here and they want to lie to you about how much debt the United States actually owns. 
and how much money they have sent to the bank. So here's what I'm going to share with you. I'm going to give you a little story time about what's coming. Using history as an example. I want you to familiarize yourself with the Weimar Republic and the amount of debt that occurred. The amount of inflation that occurred. That it was cheaper to sit here and wallpaper their house with the currency than it was to sit here and buy the wallpaper. How there are places in Af- in Kazakhstan that are throwing cash out the window like garbage because of its value. Remember that what I'm about to tell you. This week, they finally got a Freedom of Information request that is 12 years old, approved. And they sit here and they basically lied to you. When they said that they gave $5 trillion to the bank, they lied. The Freedom of Information Act that came out that was just released this week proves that they gave $30 trillion to the banks. That is more than our national debt as of today across the $30 trillion mark. They gave so much money to the banks and didn't give you anything so that they could sit here and collapse our currency and make sure and ensure that we go to a digital dollar. Once that happens, your freedoms as you know them are gone. You, you will comply. You will surrender or you will be exercised from society. <gasps> It's always been control. Nonstop, it's, everything. It's coming. Now, Sorry, here's it, the problem. It's coming. People, Hold on. It's already here. Well, it's going to get worse. I mean, yeah, but everybody keeps telling me that it's never going to happen, never going to happen, never going to happen. I sit here and look at them and be like, where the fuck have you been the last six months? Yeah, you have QR codes all over the world that you have to check in with people that you have your vaccination status attached to. All of these things are already in place. They're already being they're already sitting here and attacking Bitcoin and going to government coins instead. They want to monitor you. They're going to. Here's the problem. is that they have this thing known as the Great Reset, the Build Back Better plan, that they sit here and, you know, George Soros comes out and in an interest to sit here and screw with people, speaks against China. And here's why he went and spoke against China. They're both tyrannical governments that are going to fuck us over. But Soros believed that he had the number one spot when it came to control. And now he's trying to discredit China because China has the most amount of control. That's why. Don't think that one side is good or the other side. They're both fucking evil. Here's what's going to happen. As societies wake up and they can't start a war... If it wasn't for the alt media, we would be in war in in Russia right now. Mm -hmm. Because the Ukraine came out and said, we don't want a war, and Russia's not going to attack. And Russia says, we're not going to attack, but we're prepared. As a matter of fact, the troops that they told us were lined up on the border, if you look up that town, that town is closer to Moscow than it is to fucking Kiev. And yet they don't tell you that. Because it doesn't fit their fucking narrative. Look at the countries that want to go to war. The United States. President is failing. Diplomacy dropping through the roof. Approval ratings down. Great Britain. Fucking scandal. COVID narrative going up. 
They want it. Fucking Canada, Trudeau. They got those truckers all up in his shit. And he sits here and he's sending troops over to Ukraine so that they can start a war so people will stop focusing on that fucking freedom convoy. Oh, by the way, did you did you hear about that new strain of COVID? No. Uh, apparently several of the world leaders have gotten it. It's uh, it's called uh, Coward 19. I, I, you said that last time. <laughs> but uh, I keep waiting <clears throat> for an actual new new version of COVID. But anyhow, yeah, it's called, so it's called zombies. We can hope. So anyhow, so you have all of these nations that are suffering from an outbreak of freedom and testicular fortitude in its people that want to go to fucking war. You have a president. Who just announced a successful strike into Syria to kill a terrorist. And it's a total false flag operation. They sit here and they, and I can prove it. They sit here and they, they said that they had to destroy a that guy, that picture. If you go look in the archives of the Wayback Machine, that dude died in 2011. But we won't even go there. If you go look at the helicopter wreckage, because they had to destroy a helicopter. Right, And I had to ask a few of my friends work on military helicopters. What are the odds of finding rust and corrosion on a fucking turbine blade? The answer is zero. They're never going to let that bird fucking fly if it has rust and corrosion on its propellers. On, a, on its blades. And the motors are fucking gone. Where did they go? Huh, that's interesting. But we won't focus on that. We'll focus you want something? Let's let's focus on some history for a second. Let me let me point out something. Have you noticed? I mean, through, even throughout just our own history. Let's not even look at the world. Let's look at our history. A lot of times, when people started to stand up to get irate to start questioning, we've gone into a war, and yeah. they have used that. They have used it. Uh, there were other justifications for the war. There were other justifications for you know what you could gain by going to war. But if you look right before most of the wars that we have been involved in, groups of people were standing up and asking questions and starting to question the government and question everything. And they were getting louder. They were getting stronger. The only outlier to that is the Vietnam War when you realize it happened after. And that's why we are supposedly pulled out. No, it's... Whenever they need a distraction, because they want to use that. See, if you're going to control a group, right? Let's uh, let's go into Tears' mind of psychological fuckery. If you're going to control a large group, you do not want to get rid of all of their aggression, because aggression is necessary. You need aggression. But what you do is you push these people and you push them and you push them until you can direct that aggression. Then you release the lid a little bit, let them blow their steam at the target that you need. And then slap that lid right back on it and let the pressure build and build and build and build until you need it again. Then you open it back up. What you do is you always give them a target. You always give them something to hate. The left hates us. We hate the left. They let them release their steam and destroy the economy and started this whole bullshit over the last summer of love. And we locked everybody else down. Now that pressure is starting to rise again. I told you it's like a champagne bottle. Yeah. Pop! There it goes. They locked everybody down. They waited for an incident that they could pop that cork, and it just happened to be George Floyd. 
pop that cork, let people rage, let them fight, let them cause chaos. It works. It works in the benefit of the Democrats because it allows them to sit here and blame it on Trump. But Black Lives Matter and Antifa totally disappear in the United States for the most part, unless it's politically expedient. As a matter of fact, speaking of BLM, you're they they had to shut down all of their fundraising operations. No, why? They were told by the Cal. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. The California Attorney General said that they were going to hold the leaders of Black Lives Matter personally liable for not showing the transparency of the BLM organization. So, to avoid that, they shut off all of their fundraising efforts for BLM so that the leaders who profited millions off of the movement and death of people around the country. After BLM and Antifa caused $2 billion worth of damage and 30-plus lives over an entire summer, winter, and fall, whatever fucking however long it was, the summer of love, right? Now, because California has decided to go after them, that they're like, oh shit, we better shut this shit down. Well, it's interesting. We were doing a little bit of a of a rundown on a lot of the BLM. Like, if you followed through the BLM website and realized that most of the money they do, the most of the money they got that they donated went to Democratic PACs. Yeah, the super PAC blue. Yeah. they were literally it. It literally showed that that's what they were doing. It okay. The best way to describe it is unless you had it marked specifically for something, they were sitting in there like peanuts, going, "All right, one for you, three for me. One for you, three for me." The one being towards the Black Lives Matter leaders, the three going into the the political packs where you know they were getting kickbacks. Oh yeah. So yeah, you all have lived for three, four years in millions of dollars, and you got grifted. Well, here's my favorite part. As the COVID collapses from Groundhog's Day, which was yesterday, as of yesterday, nine months till the 2022 general election. A new cycle of bad news usually is six months. So they have the next 90 days to end COVID and to end all of this evil shit because they're looking at the same polls we are and they're like, fuck. Here's the problem. They'll do more damage to themselves trying to walk it back than they will if they left it. They're, the lefties have a cult of thought when it comes to the masks and the vaccine. We must do it. You can't let up. There are people who are now making regulations that you have to have a zoom call with a mask on because people are so mentally fucking deficient that they can't that they're afraid of people without masks when did your triggers become my fucking responsibility when did your inability to deal with fucking reality become my fault that's what i want to know i really do we have literally turned the united states into a group of people that love freedom and are not scared, and the majority of fuck nuts, they're terrified of their own goddamn shadow. 
Rush Limbaugh said it back in the 80s. Uh, he was talking about the dumbing down of America. Mm-hmm. That they lower the IQ of everyone. They they make everybody believe that they're that they're super connected and super important and that their opinions matter when in reality they do not. But we don't want to have that conversation because people like the serotonin hit when they get the likes and comments and happy notes and oh all that and if truth if truth takes that away then fuck truth that's that's really what it's come down to yep you get that point where you know and then you've got the the flip side of that unity over unity at the cost of integrity yeah do not join you are under no obligation to sign up and stand next to somebody who would just as easily kill you off if things went in their way and if you look at the poll, when it comes to vaccinated versus unvaccinated, the vaccinated wish your death at a greater percentage than the other way around. Just let that sink in. They want to take you away from your kids if you get vaccinated. They want you imprisoned or fined if you even speak out against the mandate. A mandate is not a motherfucking law. By the way. There is, and here's the problem. Primary season is at hand. Fine. I don't give a fuck who Trump is endorsing. And don't let anybody call them a rhino unless you actually look into who they're fucking voting for. Do your goddamn homework. Primary these people that are establishment. Get rid of them. Because if not, you're going to be in the place that Oklahoma is in. They have a Lonnie, whatever the fuck his name is. He's in their Senate. He supports the mandates. He supports all of these things. But because he's a Republican, people give him a pass. Same thing with Abbott. During election time, they do all of these positive things to sit here and make it look like they've always been for the people. I want you to remember that those people who just sit here and goes, fuck that mask mandate. Were the same ones that ordered you put on the muzzle. I get it. I get it in the first couple <laughs> weeks. Maybe even the first couple months, right? We didn't know a lot. We didn't know. But the second... <sighs> what I don't get is, even after it's been disproven, even after... Like, if for the longest time, on the boxes of masks that everybody wears, it literally says, does not prevent COVID-19. It still says that. Hey, you said that you're like, yo, I get it. The first couple of weeks, the first couple of months, I can understand. And that kind of hysteria for something that you have just never had before. Yeah, it was a novel I coronavirus. I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. But when you stepped into tyranny and continued, you made a choice. When an old pastor in the heart of California tells you that they lied about the numbers. That they lied to you about the number of deaths. That they lied to you about everything and tells you that his church will no longer be requiring masks. That will no longer abide by the tyranny when a pastor, an old pastor, tells you that you need to sit here and pay attention. 
because that man is speaking truth. And now they're silencing him, just like they're silencing Joe Rogan, just like they're silencing everybody who has a different version of the truth that they say is so fluid. When they have alternate facts, when they have a story that doesn't go along with the party line, that somebody gets silenced, that Joe Rogan is laughing all the way to the bank as people sit here and uh, take up his cause, stand up for him, when in reality, he didn't stand up to shit. They still silenced the fucking episodes that everybody wanted to hear. They're still putting... COVID warnings on the fucking podcast episode and yet nobody says a damn thing. Let that sink in. Especially when you realize that those warnings are placed by people who have no medical experience to begin with. They even had to admit that it's a protected opinion, not an actual fact. Exactly. Wait, I'm going to say it. Wake up! I know we said that we're tired of trying to wake people up, but come on. At what point? At what point is enough enough? At what point do you reach your blood rock? Well, they just announced. I know we're going long, but I don't care. We didn't record yesterday, so this one's going to be a little longer. Sorry about that. I was feeling pretty under the weather yesterday. They are now. They, they are now getting emergency authorization from six months to four-year-olds. Okay, guess what? I got to ask. I got to ask my question. All right? I didn't get to ask it on the virtual town hall, but I got to ask it directly to uh, Mr. Paul. And I asked that question as like, why when the rest of the world is shying away from vaccine mandates and making vaccines mandatory, is our government pushing for a emergency use authorization for six months to four uh, four years old for a group that is not even considered highly susceptible to the disease. You know what his answer was? I don't know. I do. Like there's no there's no logic to it. Yes. Yeah, it's control. Because if you can no. control and, and, and get rid of those, then you're good. No, even better. Ready? Okay, let's Do go. Do you know that as of 1986, vaccine manufacturers could not be held liable for any adverse reactions to vaccines if they were on a child's shot schedule? If they can get emergency use on, <laughs> on a shot schedule, they are now immune from any liability, even after emergency youth authorization goes away. That's fucking what. That's fucked. It's brilliant in a, in a twisted, you know, I sat down kind and I way. tried to figure out why uh-huh. they would push it. When everywhere else around the world, I mean, you have Europe saying if you're under the age of 18, you're not taking any more fucking vaccines. All over the world, people are going up, no more fucking kids. The United States is like fucking six months old. Let's do it. Be- and the only thing I could come up with is that in 1986, they passed a law that let vaccine mandate or that let vaccine companies be immune if it was on a child shot schedule. 
That is why it, everywhere else in the world they have 18 vaccinations that a child must get before the age of like 12. And in the United States it's fucking 72. That's why. Now I'm not saying I'm smarter than Senator Paul, but uh, well, he's gonna give me a a, a very political answer on it, but that's fucked. It's brilliant in an evil villain kind of way, but that is absolutely fucked. We find. Because if that's the case, then that's how they can get away with murder. Yep. They're no longer held liable for... They're no longer held liable for any of that shit. Hold on, I'm looking for the actual... History will see the... If we lose, right... If we lose, history will see them as titans of public health awareness. When the reality of the matter is they are the world's most prolific mass murderers. All right, so how about this one? Ready? Okay. Nancy Pelosi has just told all of the people that are going to the Olympics that uh, <coughs> they are not allowed to speak out against the Chinese government. Or they will be subjected to punishment by the Chinese government. And Austria has passed a law on compulsory vaccination of the adult population against COVID by a vote of 47. And if you think that these countries are just going, that the trillionaires, I told you, and I told people on the podcast earlier, Boa constrictors release their grip not to let you go, but to get a better position. And allow me to tell you their greater position. European Commission is proposing to extend the digital COVID certificate until the 30th of June Just go. Let that that uh sink in. They are not your friends. They are out trying to destroy you. They want you enslaved. They're not going to give up. They're not going to give up. So, any other news you want to discuss? No. Um, I think we're about wrapped up for the night. 
I'm still royally pissed about the whole pedophile thing at the beginning. I get it. I get it. I get it. So, uh, that has been another episode of Winter's Call. I'm Odin. This is Tyr. And now I can delete all of those horrible videos. Oh, for fuck's sake, yes. All right, y'all. Peace out. Going crazy so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller. And all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to write. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.